I hear the drums echoing tonight, but she hears only whispers of two idiots talking about cover songs. That's right! It's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions and compares them against each other. I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my... I didn't come up with an adjective for this one. Joined by my... Restless. Restless co-host. <laughs> Alex Mildenberger. We're talking about Africa by Toto today. I hear the drums echoing tonight And she hears only whispers of some quiet conversation We're talking about Africa today. Alex, how are you doing? It's a new year. It's 2019 right now. Totally is 2019. It's why wow. would yeah everything's changed so much. Everything's so much better than 2018. Remember, remember before when it was 2018. Yeah, and now how it's 2019. And just wow, everything is better, and I'm feeling good. Um, this is the only podcast that's received Wait. an A plus from its teacher for an assignment. Nice, but here, hang on, hang Did on. No, you... I still got. I got to read the quote here. Okay, Tyler Nagel says, "Quote: What fun, Jake? Really well done. Oh, yeah, I had fun, fun too." I did. All right, tell me whatever every dumb thing you had to say. I'm just, I mean, that new Star Wars movie that came out unexpectedly. Oh, yeah. Very good. Very good. Wow. Solo 2 duo. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, just out of nowhere. Yeah, really, really just, and hit hard, too. I know, it hit all the right notes. Yeah, I can't believe that that happened to Chewbacca of all characters. That's insane. And, and like, the people they brought in, like, I thought some of those people were dead. I'm pretty sure some of those people are dead. That's, the CGI yeah. is just off the charts. Thought, Absolutely. I thought just the Prince amazing. hologram was used very tastefully. <laughs> yeah. No, that was good. That That's was insane because old Star Wars fans and new we ones are like, I'll love it. Prince hologram on this show. I would love that. Yeah. That get get out of Prince hologram. I'll take any hologram on this show. Who else do they have as holograms? Apparently Frank Zappa really wanted to be a hologram. But not real hologram, but almost a real hologram. Yeah. Um, I think Tupac. Yeah, there's definitely a has Tupac a, has one. a hologram. Is there, I want to say Amy Winehouse. Mm, maybe. Lots of, like, Japanese Vocaloids, I oh, think. Oh, yeah. They're just machines. Yeah, but uh, they were never real. I, I want to see dead people be reanimated to dance for my amusement. To sing this song, Africa? Yeah. So, Africa came out in 1982. It's by the band Toto. It's their fourth, on their fourth studio album, and this song actually almost didn't make the cut for the album. Because? Because it was like, I don't know, it was last minute, so we got a quote from Dave, what's his fucking last name? Pake? Dave Pake. Okay. He's a keyboardist, and he says, we had finished our record, so when I started writing that, they were like, Dave, why don't you save this for your solo album? Which was apparently like an inside joke with the band whenever oh. a song they were writing didn't fit the <laughs> Toto mold. They're like, save it for your solo album. Uh, worth mentioning that Toto is basically just a bunch of session musicians who got together and made a mm -hmm. band. And also, like, half of them are family. Oh, really? Yeah, because there's Jeff Porcaro on drums. And then after this album, they put uh, another Porcaro on bass, who's featured in the music video. And the bass marimbas in this song in particular are played by their dad, Joe yeah. Porcaro. <laughs> So this is like almost a Van Halen type situation. Yeah. But more so, and they didn't call themselves Picaro. I know. And there's a brother, another brother as well who I think played guitar. But there's only two of the brothers. Two of the brothers are dead now, I think. I don't know which one's alive, but only one of them is alive. Okay. Unfortunately. So, yeah, this... Oh, I have another quote. Yeah? What do you got? It's from the guitarist, and it's related to your quote, kind of. It's mm -hmm. from Steve, 
Luke, Luke Cather, Luke Cather, oh, yeah. guitarist, and he said, "We're from Hol- North Hollywood. What the fuck are you writing about? I bless the rains down in Africa. Are you Jesus, Dave?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love that guy. He also like complained about the music video. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking playing music on a, a big book, and we had to look all androgynous. <laughs> and, and there's shit. a globe. That's not who we are, man. Uh, so this is this was the most popular song on the album. They, uh, another quote from Dave says, you have to be kidding. This song came off. We thought it had an album full of hits and that this was just the obscure one. The only other hit on this album, as far as I know, is Rosanna. Yeah. Well, Rosanna's a pretty good song. I mean, it's okay, Alex. Do you want me to pull up the stats on Spotify for that song compared to their other two songs? Because this is the number three Toto song. I'll give you that. I mean, of the three Toto songs that I care about, it's one of them. It's certainly that. So check it. It goes. In this order, Africa. What? With 470 million, no, yeah, 470 million, 176,790 streams. Then after that is Hold the Line with 154 million, 199,297 streams. And then Rosanna with 76 million, 497,408. So it's a distant third. It is a distant third. Hmm. We'll talk probably more about it. We'll have to turn that around. No, we won't. It's not that good of a song. (laughs) Everybody, check out Rosanna by Toto from Toto Eve. Check out Rosanna by Weezer. That's right. What? Fuck you. Um, (laughs) Let me see. What else? So this song became a hit in New York dance clubs. Really? Yeah. Okay. I I don't know how they were dancing in the early 80s, but it doesn't seem all that like dancey that dancing i guess so it's got the it's got the drums no it's got the drums yeah it's i mean we're gonna look at this a lot of these covers are dance mixes that's true and they sound that is a lot of these covers also sound exactly like the original that is also true (laughs) there was an article i read and i I couldn't really get the i didn't really figure out what it was actually trying to say did it say that toto was this song was quote cover proof yes Uh, i read the same article yeah so we read the same article, and like i did did it say why um i think basically i I fucking skimmed it so i was like nothing because yeah cover proof i kind of read through it and it it just said like it's so legendary but like that happens that's why songs are covered yeah and and people cover it and and change it but these a lot of these stick very close to the original yeah so that's what i think his argument was is that it is like impossible to really cover it without having too much of the original in there and maybe that's true because obviously people have tried Mm -hmm. and uh, it just doesn't change much and i'm trying to figure out why that is and what i've kind of like the theory i'm working with has to do with like so like multiple parts of it being instrumental to to what the song is as opposed to a lot of other songs where it's like well this riff is the thing we remember so yeah. let's take that riff and do anything else with it but we keep that riff and it's this song yeah well, or something like that what we'll see in this one is again like the riff is taken the riff is definitely a huge part of it's this. got the riff it's got a riff uh his style of singing that's is true often lifted wholesale in a lot of these covers it's this, I don't even know how to describe it. It's sort of like airy. Yeah, I would say uh, and it's, uh, breathy is what I was going to say, which is like. Yeah, I guess breathy works as well. Yeah, which both kind of mean the same thing, it's, I uh, think. Like, um, and, and that does like, it's really hard to sing along and not do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I found myself doing that as well. So, I don't know. And it's got kind of similar to Take On Me, that like low verse. 
to the really banging chorus where things just lift up like hugely. Yeah. And a lot comes in. Yeah. Doom, doom, boom, 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 yeah. And boom. the drums leading into yeah. it, like just kick, kick you right into the, to the chorus. Yeah. So I kind of, in my last note for this, I kind of broke it down. So the elements are the classic, uh, he, he describes it as a brassy synth. That the bum, 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 bum. And then there's, is it another synth that goes? Um, it kind of sounds like a marimba, but it might yeah. be a synthesizer that sounds like a marimba. marimba. But I think it's supposed to sound like a marimba. Because I know the they, very least. they use a bass marimba for the actual, the heartbeat drum rhythm. Really? Yeah. So that's what their dad plays, Joe, Joe oh. Picaro. Because um, they don't, you know, there's no sampling in this. That's what they say is this was before sampling. So right. they actually had to get those instruments in and play them. Cool. Like, it would have taken about two minutes today, but it took half an hour back then. Half an hour. I, oh my God. But <laughs> so, so unlike in the music video, they're not playing like drums made up to look African or maybe no. African drums, but like he just, it sounds like he's playing like a regular drum kit. Yeah. Cause there is a regular drum kit as well. Yeah. And that's what handles your doom, 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 doom. Right. Okay, so I don't know the sound of a marimba that well, but I thought that that other sound was marimba. At least yeah. a higher marimba sound. Yeah, so it might be a higher one because the bass one is on the drum track. Right. And then probably the higher one for... Okay. Yeah, because it's, it's... I want to say it's synth, but it also feels like it's not a synth. Yeah, it wouldn't have to be... be I'm one, not 100% yeah. sure, though. Um, let's see... So, should we start talking about the... Oh, while we're talking about the drums, apparently this was also inspired. Jeff Pocaro heard African drumming at New York's World Fair when he was 11 years old. Cool. That was in 1964. Ooh. There was, I didn't know how long they were doing the World's Fair for. Um, I think it... Does it still go on? Um, they still do them, but they're not as big a deal anymore. Right. I think. Like, you don't hear about them much anymore. Like, recently... Uh, our city, Calgary, had a, a an Olympic bid, and I thought it might be cool to do a World Fair or something. But usually, those are driven by like a particular technology or something like right. that, so or some kind of space to, needle. Yeah, or some kind of space needle, which we have one of those. Yeah, but uh, it's been around probably too long. Fuck you, Seattle. <laughs> Ours <laughs> has gotta... a spinning restaurant in it. What do you have? What do they have? Do they have a restaurant? I've been up there. Hmm, I don't remember. Probably a space needle gift shop. Oh, there's a gift shop. There's a gift shop. You know you can buy in the yeah. gift shop? Little tiny space needles. Can you use them to sew? Sewing space needles? No? You, maybe, <laughs> but like they're a little bit irregularly shaped. Alright, so let's jump into let's start talking about lyrics and uh, what... Yeah, let's talk about lyrics because I... This is one that didn't quite get a lot of Um, it. He's kind of changed his answer on what's it about. It's written by David Paik lyrically. Musically, okay. it's a combination between him and Jeff. Jeff. drummer jeff jeff <laughs> jeff um so yeah should we just go so i hear the drums echoing tonight but she hears only whispers of some quiet conversation so he's at an airport is what genius tells me right and he is dreaming about africa yeah that's kind of what i got was that him hearing the drums is like he's he's yeah it's just like in his mind where he's thinking about the, the idea of drums where drums represent africa and yeah. she's just like there as well but she's not on the same wavelength or whatever mm -hmm. he feels a little bit isolated from the situation he's in she's coming in twelve thirty flight um she in this one this is weird because the term she gets kind of loosely thrown around especially in the first verse here because i think the second she is referring to the plane 
I don't think because she's she's flying to Africa though. I think either way, uh, he's flying to Africa. Oh, I thought she was flying to Africa. Um, maybe I should pull out a quote here. Um, because one of the big debates is if this song is about love for an unnamed woman versus a love of Africa. Uh, Paik has come out as saying it's about a guy's love of a continent. So this refers to lines like "It's going to take a lot to drag me away from you," right? Um, and things like that. Hurry, boy. First, it's hurry, boy. It's waiting there for you, and then the next time, it's hurry, boy. She's waiting there for I you. I see. So the she could be the she is, I think, just a personification of Africa. Could be the continent. And a... so let's see. Okay. So one of the quotes he says, Picaro says, the drummer. It's a, a white boy writing a song on Africa, but he's never been there. He can only tell what he's seen on TV. Yeah, it's a, it's a song about someone who's never been to Africa writing a song about Africa written by someone who's never been to Africa. Africa. But also, let me see, where does he fucking say? Um, right, so Paik grew up in a missionary school, uh, like a Catholic school run mm -hmm. by missionaries. Mm -hmm. And so, weirdly enough, one of the questions he asked them was like, what did you bless down there? And they said, oh, we blessed, like, the crops, we blessed uh, the, the buildings, we blessed the rains. So that's, so that's actually from a quote. Yeah. See, I thought that was a little weird, because I knew it was about, like, a missionary. Yeah. Like, I guess he's blessing stuff, and it just happens to sound cool when you say, I bless the rains. But if it's actually from a, something that a missionary said, that does make a little bit more, more sense. sense. So he, in talking about this as a form of inspiration, he said, they said loneliness and celibacy were the hardest things about life out there. Some of them never made it into the priesthood because they needed companionship. So I wrote about a person flying in to meet a lonely missionary. Something I don't think the song lyrics. So does that support. mean that she's flying in to meet him who's the missionary? No, because I think he's flying in. Well, maybe she's flying in. I thought he was the missionary. Because, well, he's clearly making motion. I think he's coming to visit the missionary. I think she is, like, the woman at this airport is completely irrelevant. She's just. Like a driver she or something? She's just, yeah. Okay. Because I think it's just the only purpose of those first two lines is to be like, I hear drums, here's what's actually being heard. It's just right. quiet conversations because it's an airport. And like, they just phrase it that way because it fit in with the rhythm. Yeah. And so, okay, so if we look at the next two lines, she's coming in 1230 flight. The moonlit wings reflect the stars that guide me towards salvation. So I think that the she coming in is the wings the plane the airplane yeah okay and so it guides him towards salvation he's going to africa he likes africa here's a fun line i stopped an old man along the way hoping to find some old forgotten words or ancient melodies he turned to me as if to say hurry boy it's waiting right, there so he's for just you. implying the phrase hurry boy it's waiting there for you with his expression with his which expression is very impressive that is dubious what yeah. kind of expression says hurry boy hurry it's boy, waiting there for you it's waiting there for you <laughs> old man and yeah so it seems like he again as a misguided white dude stops an old black man to be like hey do you got any uh and, the, and he just looks at him and like keeps going yeah, and he's just like uh i don't fucking know what you or, want or or because so much of it is like based on this nostalgia and this thought inside his own head mm -hmm. that like this is just him filling in the blanks yeah i guess so it's him being like like looking around and i don't know why you would stop an old like is he, i guess he's just talking I, I almost think like he's talking to them about to this person like about Africa or like themselves or their mm -hmm. culture or whatever, and and like that's what he's getting out of is like I gotta grasp this this 
experience so or whatever. The old man is just kind of like being like, hey, you gotta... He's just talking to this old be, man. You better run on, champ. It's waiting for you. As a polite way of being like, please fuck off. Please, please leave me alone. Could be. That makes sense. Yeah. And so then we get into the chorus. It's gonna take a lot to drag me away from you. There's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do. So this is, again, I want to go to Africa real bad. Uh, nobody's gonna stop me. Gonna take some time to do the things we never have. Yeah. Gonna take some time to do the things we never have done, I assume. Yes, exactly. Um, so we're trying new things, basically? Yeah. So what Paik says on that line, he says, It's different, and I wasn't sure what it meant at the time. And cool. Great. <laughs> Way to go. Great Pink. insight. But yeah, because it's again, he's never been there. So he's going to take some time to do the things he's never done. Right. So that's where he's saying he hasn't done it. And so verse kind two, of. we get again, things that are in Africa, sure. wild dogs cry out in the night. But they are talking about wanting company, which re- relates to what you were saying about the loneliness. Right. Of, of the uh, missionaries. Mm hmm. So, I mean, it. It's sim- symbolism or whatever. Right. And so, well, this next one, this next verse in particular seems to speak from the perspective of the missionary. Okay. Um, so they say the wild dogs crowd in the night as they grow restless, longing for some solitary company, which again would relate to the loneliest, th- loneliness yeah. themes. Or the other thing I mentioned before about just like your own feelings being pasted onto someone yeah. else. Where you're like, those dogs must be lonely. Like me. Like me. Yeah. Um, I know that I must do it. This is a great two lines knowing what we know now about yeah. this song. I know that I must do what's right as sure as Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus above the Serengeti. Which as we know Kilimanjaro does not rise like Olympus above the Serengeti. Or like it's kind of far away. It's far, it's about 100 miles away apparently. And like from what I was reading people were asking and all the answers were like you can kind of see it if it's really clear but like it's really far so So does he must he do what's right? Because it's not that certain it doesn't, anymore. Right because is it a mistake and he just said that because of the words or is does he is he now questioning if he what needs to do what's right which i assume to him is related to missionary work yeah Um, well because here's his thing is and this will maybe i should pull up the quote first um i would see unicef commercials on tv way back in the day i was a big reader of national geographic I've just always kind of been fascinated with africa i just kind of romanticized the story about a social worker that was over there that falls in love and is trying to tear himself away from Africa to actually have a life. That's what leads us into I seek to cure what's deep inside frightened of this thing that I've become. So the, the social worker, the missionary, whoever the fuck they are right. in this song is, has grown attached to Africa, but they're trying to go back home. Right. Which stands in contrast to the, the, I guess, the visitor in the first verse who was trying to get to Africa. Or is that him leaving Africa? I don't know. And what does it mean to that the stars are guiding him towards salvation? Is Let's that just a reference to genius? Being, is that just a reference to being a missionary, or or is he leaving? Yeah, well, it says he uh, the this this guy this genius says uh, the second half of this line referring to his salvation maybe how he imagines visiting Africa and seeing his love will change his life and destiny while he was bored and felt empty at home. I feel like that's drawing a lot out of that line. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, it's, yeah, this is a, a confused song. I yeah, there's in, a lot of, in some the ways. other thing, I mean, the reference to Kilimanjaro, mm-hmm. Kilimanjaro, 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 uh, <laughs> and, and Olympus, like Olympus is the sort of, uh, mythological 
place where where the Greek gods lived. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's it's more spiritual than that. When it says it rises like Olympus, it's right. it's maybe a reference to that spiritualism more so than uh, physically rising above the Serengeti. Yeah, but then why compare two physical things? No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> sure, like mountain raises like mountain above place. Above like, place, like cool. <laughs> Wait a metaphor. And uh, what else do I have to say about Asher's Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus? Nothing. Maybe. Um, they're, they're both in Tanzania, and Kilimanjaro is like the tallest mountain in Africa. And Olympus is also very tall. I'm pretty sure Kilimanjaro is taller than Olympus. Well, I wouldn't know. For Don't sure. quote me on that. It's not taller than Olympus. Olympus only goes wants. all the way to the fucking heavens, so. So, you know. Not that tall. And then, yeah, we get the line where instead of hurry boy, it's waiting there for you, becomes hurry boy, she's waiting there for you. Which is Africa. We think. Which is still Africa. Uh, This is a a, a fucking clusterfuck of trying to know what this song is really about, which on one level I think makes it more compelling, but on another it's Yeah, because it is is like, it's possible to just read this as like gibberish. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of seems nonsensical in some ways. Yeah, it definitely sounds good as a song, though. Oh yeah, I think it's like to really na- nail it down and hammer down its inconsistencies with a sort of broad theme. It's about nostalgia for a place you've never been to. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I read too. Is like it's about this sort of false nostalgia of, of just an ideal version of something in your head, mm-hmm. which the lyrics do capture that feeling and like the the song. Makes yeah. you feel like that in ways that I maybe can't, can't articulate. And, and again, as two white dudes coming at this, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's a song written by white dudes. Are yeah. you talking about those white dudes or are you talking about us? Oh, we're talking about all of us. Okay. Like, them and us. Because like, if some white dude sold us an, a fake nostalgic version of Africa and we're like, yeah, sounds right. Yeah, all right, cool. We might just be the target audience. <laughs> yeah. So it, it sounds fine to me, at least in terms of a, a nostal- this idea of nostalgia without necessarily needing to get the facts right. Mm-hmm. But it seems to have resonated globally, this song. Um, in 2009, Toto performed this song at the UN for Bishop Desmond Tutu, who is brackets, an African, <laughs> <laughs> and in Johannesburg, South Africa, which Paik said was a dream come true. Cool. So, yeah, it's like, it People is like maybe not an accurate song, but... But it's like, I mean, how many songs... Do you just not really pay attention to the lyrics to half the time? Yeah. And it just sounds like maybe it makes sense. Even like before doing any of these. Yeah. Some of the songs we're talking about didn't think of them really lyrically. Like you could sing along maybe. Yeah. But then when you start to read it, like, oh, these lyrics actually mean something. And if they don't, does it matter? Does it matter? That's a good question. Because like it's like- nice to have another layer there. Mm-hmm. But if you're not really paying attention to that when you're listening to it. Maybe it doesn't matter. And there is kind of another layer, but it's sort of a half layer that's peeling off a little bit. Yeah, it's like a, there is maybe, I feel like there's maybe several layers, but... Oh, maybe. The degree to which we can actually pull anything from those, because some of it is just like half-remembered dreams of UNICEF commercials that yeah. David Paik watched. Part of it is African drumming Picaro heard when he was 11, which, and that comes in musically. Like, some of this is directly African-expired, at least the drumming. Mm-hmm. But the lyrics maybe are in question. Yeah, probably not. But as a piece of music, I think it's compelling. Um, and I think the world agrees. It was number one on the U.S. billboards in uh, the week of February 5th in 1983. That's a year after the song came out. 
Um, certified gold in 1991. And then this song just, I don't know, was forgotten and took off again in our consciousness, particularly in these past couple of years. Yeah. Um, certified platinum in 2017. Four times certified platinum in October of this year. Of this year. So it just like took off recently. Yeah. And like it was a meme for a while. So, like, I don't know exactly how it started as a meme. And it's been sampled. We didn't cover all of the samples it's been right. used as in the course of this episode, but it has been sampled by quite a few people. Were any of these... Because I remember when we were graduating high school, mm-hmm. or, like, the uh, like when we were in high school, there was, there was a song that sampled this, I believe. Did we talk... Are we talking about that? I don't think we I don't we think we are, are. And I don't know what song that was. Let me just, I'm going to jump you? to samples real quick. Yeah, please. So in 2002, Ja Rule sampled this on his song Murder Reigns. In and Africa. The blessed, blessed Reigns in yeah. Africa. Murder yeah, yeah. Reigns. Well, Reigns, R-E-I-G-N-S. Instead of Reigns. I stand by my statement. 2006, American pop singer JoJo sampled Africa in her song Anything. Um, 2007, Lebanese Canadian pop and R&B singer Carl Wolf. Carrie Wolf? Uh, yeah, Carl Wolf sampled Africa in his own remake, also called Africa. No, 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 no. And it's that one. That song features a rap section by the Canadian Bahamian, Bahamian, Bahamian. No, it's B A H A M I A N. Sure, Bahamian culture. The Bahamian rapper culture. Culture. Um, twenty eleven, we got R and B singer Jason Derulo. Is that maybe the version you're thinking of? You know what? That's probably it. In his song "Fight for You." That's probably it. I, I don't remember. All I remember is the Africa part. Yeah. Because, like, I didn't really know this song before that. Interesting. Yeah. It was one of those ones I kind of knew because it still got radio play. I think I but... did. I, I don't remember before high school knowing this song. Mm-hmm. But I might have. Um, I definitely knew Hold the Line. Dun, but... Uh, dun, dun. But I don't know. I, I don't remember this. Like this song is a blank spot in my consciousness before that. So it's possible I heard it, but I don't remember. And I was associated it with that song. That's fair. Um, let's talk about the music video. Let's talk about the. Did you watch the music video. video? I did watch the music video. I couldn't like give you a play by play, but I will say this: bassist wears his bass real high. Oh yeah. So high. Did you catch the wristbands on the keyboardist? No. Oh, yeah, buddy. Like, he's going for a jog. Nice. <laughs> it's amazing. You got to keep that sweat off your keyboards or you slip. That's right. Um, so this music video is directed by Steve Barron, who uh, listeners might remember from the Take On Me music video, and also the hit 1990s film Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So Cowabunga. this one takes place in a library, and we get shots of the band playing on a large stack of books. And then we get, so the main character in this, the researcher, according to Wikipedia, is played by Dave Paik. Right. Who looks like Jim Belushi. Can we acknowledge that? It is acknowledged. Thank you. Um, and he's looking up, he's got a scrap of paper with a, an African shield on it, and he's trying to figure out where it belongs to, because it's from a book. So he's looking through books. He's looking through books. But he only ever looks at books when he's sitting at a table right in front of this librarian who... Is maybe African because she's black? I don't want to. It's the eighties, so I'm just assuming. Some... Yeah. So and like the there's like decorations around the place that are like African inspired. But yeah, it's almost implied that he is in Africa. It's possible he's definitely wearing like Indiana Jones safari 
gear. Oh, yeah, and then, like, tribal Africans attack the library. That's true. There are spears. They whip some spears. One of them has the shield that is in his picture. And he, fi- he finds the answer to where this book belongs. The book. <laughs> he finds the book. The book is called Africa. The book, he pulls the book out and just says Africa. Africa. On it. <laughs> he finds the book, Africa. Like, he's in Africa, goes to an English library and pulls out a book called Africa. He sure does. But then the book is, a lantern's dropped on it. Yeah, a lantern falls and starts a fire. Yeah, it starts a fire. And then he just kind of fucking leaves. Takes the scrap of paper and throws it on the fire. Yeah, he's just like, well, figured that one out. And, and then, then there's scenes where they pull books from shelves and then a dude's just behind There's a band singing. member back there. We're gonna take a lot, take me away from you. Is that a prank people are doing in libraries? Because it should be. Where they just stand behind and wait for someone to move a book? Yeah. He might be there for a while. Yeah, but as soon, <laughs> as soon as you do it once, you're gonna get kicked out pretty quick, I think. So that's the music video. Not as good as his work on Take On Me, I'm yeah, gonna be honest. Yeah, it's not quite Take On Me, but this, they tried. This one is pretty fucky. And well, yeah, there's like a hanging bead door in this library. There might just be vines or some shit, but like, you know where there's a doorway? And yeah, it's, just, it's like, just supposed to look vaguely, like, I don't know if it's accurate It's like, in how, any how way, can we make a library more flammable? False nostalgia, if not, or like false thoughts of what, what an African library should look like. Yeah, it definitely plays into the, the false nostalgia theme. All right, with that, let's jump to our first cover, which takes place a billion years later. In the far distance here, 2011. Wow. This is, this is Quiet Drive. I keep the drums echoing tonight. But she only whispers up some quiet conversation. She's quiet Drive. This is a group. They're just like. They're a, I, th- I swear to God, I started listening to this one. I was like, oh. My ear is fine-tuned enough now to know that this is emo. And then I Wikipedia them, it was like, American alt-rock. I'm like, alt-rock. fuck, damn it. They're the same thing, I think. They might, well, maybe emo is a subgenre of alt-rock. It's almost certainly. Yeah. So most, most versions of this song, including the original, start with the drum beat. And then the main riff comes in. Or, yeah, this one... This one starts with guitar. And yeah. the guitar is they like a... go right uh, into the riff. And it's a pretty heavy guitar. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it also does the, the, what we call the marimba bit, but on the guitar, right, right away. Yeah, and it's highly altered. So it sounds quite a bit different. It does sound very different. It's probably the most different version of the main riff we're going to encounter. Probably. It's this one. Um, there's a lot of lyrical um, differences on this. A lot of small Are they actually lyrical differences? Or are they, because I know there was like some, he changed up the rhythm. In a lot of places. He does he change up the rhythm, which the makes words word. sound weird. He says yeah. in the first line, but she only whispers of some quiet conversation. Okay. So she's whispering she's to herself? She's whispering of quiet conversations. Do you hear them? I, I, I can't tell what they're I saying. They're having a quiet saying. conversation can over you, there. Can you hear them? I don't, it sounds, in, I don't know what they're saying. It's too quiet. Conversation. <laughs> which is a useless line, <laughs> but <laughs> hey. Then he makes the weird decision of pluralizing boy to boys boys so he says i I stopped an old man and then he turns around as if to say hurry boys it's waiting there for you it's waiting there for you so is the old man drunk and seeing double there's two people now or is that a a dumb line he's talking to all boys all boys 
Especially right. us, boy. Yeah, like he mentioned, his singing pattern does make just stretch words in odd ways. Yeah, it's just, I, I found it like it's just kind of it's just putting different syllables in different parts of the rhythm. I found it very ear catching because mm-hmm. it's different. Yeah. Um. So really, really noticed it because he he would just and I wish I could think of an example, but like it doesn't take long to get into that, and he'll just start to move things around and just make it kind of different, which is um probably one of the most Probably one of the biggest differences in the actual singing of the song. Yeah. That we're going to hear as well. And yeah, that's true. So he, and he does this thing at the end of each verses while we're talking about the singing where he goes kind of up. I don't know if he goes up an octave or he just gets more intense. Okay. Like he sings, hurry boy, it's waiting there for you. But it's different. I've noticed that it is different. It is different. And yes. so the drums are, they have a kind of drum roll beat going on on the snare followed by your kind of standard four, four rock rhythm. So it's like, and then like hitting cymbals and shit occasionally more cymbals than uh, the original. Probably. Yeah. Well, yeah the original easily. was light on the cymbals. Yeah. Well, cause you had already the backing of the, the bass marimba, marimba, marimba. but also like, I, get, I would think if you wanted to sound more African, you'd probably try not to do cymbals. Yeah. But I don't think that's what they were shooting for here. Oh yeah, no, and I mean, um, maybe Toto was. lyrical difference. Well, yeah, Toto was yeah. for sure. Yeah, these guys, no, not so much. Uh, they changed the line. I seek to cure what's deep inside to I seek to kill what's deep inside. How did I not catch these? That's I don't know, man. I had to listen a few times. Kill what's deep inside. I seek to kill what's deep inside. Which like sure. Which like yeah. I mean, if this is an emo band. Yeah, I think that's, sure. that's definitely on brand. It, it means the same thing. It's just a little more intense. And we don't get a, a she's waiting there for you. It's it's both times. Oh, he doesn't change it? No. Hmm. And we do get a, an She's inst- too busy speaking of quiet conversations. That's, that's right. why. That's too, <laughs> exactly. Vocal harmonies. There's like little guitar stings throughout the verses. It's, it's not a bad version. No, I kind of like this version. Yeah. The vocals are pretty good. Good, good singing. Yeah, it's... Not bad. And again, like probably one of the more different vocals we're going to get. Um, that's really all I got to say about this one. And it's rocking and rolling. Right. Oh, yeah. There's a guitar solo. That's kind of like a call and answer bit. So it's one guitar goes and then the other guitar goes. Does it echo the the solo in the original? I'm not sure. It didn't sound like it to okay. me. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't notice. So, so um, from this one, we move into the year 2016. 2016. With Back Home Back Mallow. Mallow. I hear the drums echoing tonight. But she hears only whispers of some quiet conversation. She's coming. So we got some, some heavy trop pop vibes on this. Sure. Back Home and Mallow are Swedish? Um, Backhaul for sure is. I couldn't find anything on Malice. I so. think they're kind of like, and then the guy who's, ac- they're like a group. And then the guy who's actually um, rapping, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is that a different guy? Prince Osito. That's Prince Osito. From Nigeria. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. He um, did the, the, his article said he was like reggae artist, but also like reggaeton and a few other things. Right. So like, so in in the reggae zone, he's a he's, a, he's an artist. He that makes music. sense because one of my first notes is I um, think that his vocals remind me of like a Snoop Lion track. I can't remember sure. exactly which one, but sure. reggae vibes, you know. He um this version, I had my headphones on and I had to turn it down because the bass was like really heavy. Mm. Uh, 
Um, not complaining, just it was heavy. It was heavy. Um, yeah, Peter Backhall was born June 28th, 1993, making him just slightly younger than us. Cool. By literally days for some of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, again, much more achieved. This is just a thing I like to point out every time yeah, somebody already like, has done much more with their yes, lives. Yes, Chance the Rapper is exactly three months older than... <laughs> so, anyway. Um, so this one opens with Swahili phrases. Yes, Swahili phrases. What do they mean? I don't know. I don't know. Let's get into his other lyrics, though. So this one adds lyrics. And, and then those... they have Hook Toto. That's right. The Toto Hook. The Toto so, Hook. Um, so this one starts, he says, Run away from this concrete jungle, hiding deep under the right. moonlight. My people, we be all right. From down there might be right. And I see her with my own eyes. Africa, we stand as one, one, and we should all sing this song. So is the thesis of this song that we should all sing Africa, the song by Toto? Almost certainly not. But the thing (laughs) is, he says, and we should all sing this song. And then it goes into the Toto hook. Not Africa. No, but if I say we should all sing this song, and then the next thing that happens is Toto? Wait, wait, wait. What's the thing he says before that? He says, Africa, we stand as one. Okay sing the song together i think it's about african unity sure i think singing the song africa by toto yes i, I think that's the really the only because <laughs> then he that's the second verse is just the same thing he says from down here there might be same right idea. i say here with my own eyes africa we stand as one we should all sing this song and then it repeats that and then it's the hook again yeah my biggest question that i cannot answer is whether this song is about african unity as a like continent mm-hmm. as an identity or whatever or I, I don't know if it would include the diaspora the african right uh, of like because i know and i mean this guy's from nigeria but he seems to have some like like he does like does reggae music and stuff i don't know if he has any connections with rastafari which is related to like going back to africa i mm. believe well it doesn't say let's all go back to africa no he doesn't but he, he does talk about unity yeah. i don't know if he's referring to that i don't know it's uh Would yeah be, uh, interesting i'm like he's teamed up africa. with a swedish dude two swedish dudes two swedish dudes that's I like believe. as white as white gets yeah well that he's not necessarily anti-white no for sure but like again do we know if it refers to africa the continent or is he just like, Africa, everybody loves that song. We should all sing it together. We should all sing it be together. Friends. We should do that singing together anyway, regardless of what else we do. Yeah, but I think you're right. I would say it's about African unity, and I want to imagine that it's just about more about the identity than geophysical location. Yeah, that that's makes sense location. to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, during the chorus, which is Africa, yeah. um, someone is singing. Do we know who? I'm going to imagine it's Mallow. Mallow? Sure. Because Backhaul is just the like producer slash DJ. Um, does he does uh, does Prince what's his face? Acido. Acido. Does he say Jumanji near the end of this song? Oh man, I hope so. I don't know. It's just as he goes Jumanji. <laughs> and now I don't know if Jumanji is like a Swahili term that they just like use for the. I, no idea. No idea. If you know anything about Jumanji? Tweet at me. Hashtag. Jumanji. Yep. Um, so this one's got an obvious dan- be- dance beat. We got some steel drums. Because that's what makes trop pop. There drop pop. Steel drums. We get some reggae rhythm guitar in there. Yeah. This is, yeah. It's a sample, basically. Yeah. It's cool. 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 It's cool. All right. Let's jump to 2017 then. Cool. Ninja Sex Party. I hear the drums echoing tonight. She hears only whispers of some quiet calm. 
Ninja Sex Party. The American musical comedy duo. Is that what they are? That's what they are. I wish I had left. I was going to look them up and I forgot to. So uh, I've heard the name around. I've, they do things. Yeah, well, it's, so the dude, one of the members, Dan Avidan. Dan Avidan. Of Eden. I don't know. He's the co-host of Game Grumps, which is a popular YouTube channel. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, they started, so they do comedy music primarily. They started releasing covers in 2016. And this is maybe the worst example of their skill. Because really? It just sounds like Africa. It's by real Toto. straightforward. Like there's a few like the synth is a piano instead. Yeah. Or like or like a different more of a piano sound. Really, really straightforward cover. Yeah, it just like it's sounds almost like, the same length. Like it's very similar. Yeah, it's like, what if we made Africa in 2017? It would sound like this. What if? What if we did? And so, but they actually do like on this on this album particularly have like uh, heat of the moment. Okay. And uh, you spin me right round shit like that, and they actually do something with it. So maybe that's another uh, another tally on the on the score of this song being like quote unquote cover proof. Cover proof because like they just even though they normally do do things with their covers, they just couldn't. Yeah, well, because well, particularly their style makes it kind of like a dance song. Sure. And again, this song was popular in New York dance clubs. Yeah. It's already a dance song. Yeah. So putting it through their filter just made it Africa. <laughs> this song is already everything, so you can't make it anything else. That's exactly right. So like you said, this is about the same length. We got similar drums. They're maybe a little more dancey. Um, different synth, possibly an electric piano. There's a rhythm guitar in the back. Uh, yeah. It's pretty unremarkable. Yeah, definitely. Which is not to say that they sound bad, but... No, I mean, it's it's fine. Like, it sounds good. Yeah. Like, if it comes on the radio, I'm not gonna be like, ah! Uh, this cover of Africa. Ugh. So disappointed. It's just like, yeah, fine. Yeah, it's just, um, uh, it's really straightforward. Okay, and another one in 2017 is Leo featuring Hannah Bolton and Rabia Massad. I hear the drums echoing tonight But she hears only whispers of some quiet conversation I looked up this Leo guy? Yeah. Does a ton of covers. Yeah, this is volume 15. This is volume 15. Um, volume 21 is Hold the Line. Oh. And Volume 20 has This Is America, which is just, I think they're on 20, he's on 21, but like that's yeah. how quickly that's these how things quickly come out. So yeah, he is, uh, these all Very three prolific. of them, I imagine, are YouTube artists, which is a weird I have to imagine. Thing. Sorry, who's the third one? Um, uh, Reba, Rabia, Ra- Ra- Rabia, Oh, I missed Masad. that name. I only got to Hannah Bolton. Well, they fucked up, Alec. Ah, oh, damn it. So, yeah. They're, uh, YouTube artists. What's their deal? They art. They seem to be, YouTube. but like, they seem to be a, an entity entirely separate from just like musicians who have a SoundCloud. You know? Yeah, because they have to do the video production as well to yeah. show themselves playing. I think part of it is that maybe showing off or like, look at my fingers, play this guitar or whatever. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's if you're just, just like playing songs straight playing songs especially if they're cover songs and i don't know how often like youtube artists go and like perform at local shows or anything that's like, a great no idea that would probably have to be mostly separate although you can kind of use them both on a resume yeah it's just an odd they are an odd space that i don't understand yeah i don't really follow any so yeah 
I don't know. There's a lot of things I don't understand. YouTube's so vast. Yeah. And like there's so many communities that are really very, very isolated. That uh I don't know. Yeah, so um this is a metal cover. The goal was to make Africa sound metal. We we did it, ladies and gentlemen. They we did it. We landed. Yeah, it. it's growly. The beginning though, they do the riff, but they don't have any of the marimba parts. No. But it does come in later. After the first verse, they actually start doing similar to what what um uh what is it? Quiet 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 Drive Quiet Drive did. Yeah. Um where they play the marimba part on a higher like also on the guitar. Mm-hmm. So they have that. Yeah, so this is your real, like you mentioned, growl, metal kind of voice. Growly. Growly. Um, at, at the start, it sounds like Bane is singing this. I believe Bane. It. Bane. Bane from Bane The from Dark Knight Rises. The Dark... From, I... And nothing else. Shaking my head. Don't know. Don't know what that is. I do know what that is, actually. But I... No. Yeah. So it sounds like Bane, you say. Yeah, that's just, I don't know. Batman, super, that, super villain, if super I do, villain Bane. Yeah, I, if I do the Bane impression in my head, it doesn't sound the same. But when I listen to him say it, I'm like, that's like, Bane. Yeah, Bane. Bane. And uh, there's also another thing. Like, he's doing his kind of growly thing. But there's also, like, an even deeper growl. Is there? In the background. Probably still him. Probably. So it's just, like, got that double track there. Yeah. And then another voice comes in, a higher female voice. Who yeah, I thought was Hannah Bolton, but I don't know I'm who this assuming, other name uh, yeah, is. I don't know what the other guy does. Yeah. The person. I should probably look up who they are. Yeah, because I only I only saw the two names, so but now I don't know who's who. Yeah, but she comes in on the on uh, the chorus. The chorus. And then they start to sing together after the on the second verse. Um well yeah, so this this judging by the icon being an afro, I'm gonna say Arabia is a dude. Cool. I believe it. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. This one has a guitar solo? Yeah, it does. At which point, we're so far removed from Africa. Very far away from Africa. Both, both the continent and the song, the original the song. song. And then um, at the end, it goes, Africa! That's right, he growls Africa at the end. Um, yeah, and there's, you know, your standard metal drums with the instrumental break and the guitar solo. I just feel like the song doesn't benefit from this interpretation it certainly like as much as it changes the instrumentation same problem we have with all the other ones it doesn't really change that much like it's pretty still a straightforward cover but it's metal now yeah well yeah the the changes seem just art- artificial superfluous they don't yeah it's just on the surface just to make it a metal song yeah and there's no again there's no it doesn't change the context of any of the lines or anything no. It doesn't make it more sinister or more aggressive. It's just somebody is aggressively singing in Africa now. They are aggressively singing in Africa. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I wasn't in love with this version. No, me neither. It was like, fine for, like, I, it was okay. Although this guy, I was looking through his other covers, he does a cover of Baby Shark. Baby Shark. Just Bye. some kid's song. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's these the video of a kid there's a video of some kid singing it or like asking alexa to sing it and then alexa can't understand her she's like three right so she says it a lot and then finally it starts to sing and she's like just a kid cool kid pretty sure baby shark baby shark kid song that's the only reason i've heard it before but um oh yeah i'm pretty sure so uh, yeah i have a i have a, a history in the carney line of work 
Oh, really? And I'm pretty sure, so the, those little donuts is a brand of mini donuts that travels around. And they make their employees sing and dance. To that song? To that song, as Always well as song? others. Oh, okay. Yeah. Other songs as so well. They do like they usually do like the YMCA and shit, but they also I think do this Baby Shark one. Do they do that for like kids' days? I think they just do it. It's usually late at night too. Jeez. <laughs> okay. You know, like seriously, as much as I I will complain about the work I've done in that field, like <sighs> at least yeah, at least you didn't have to dance. <laughs> at least I was not doing that. Companies that do that, like service companies that do that, uh, uh, make me feel a little uncomfortable. Like I went to a Texas Roadhouse in. Um, where was I? Idaho? And they're like, we have line dancing every 30 minutes in the aisles. So, okay. Oh my god. <laughs> and they just like make all their servers line up and line dance every 30 or 45 minutes or whatever. And like, yeah. Oh my god, dude. So, there's that, there's, what is it? Is it Marble Slab where if you tip them they have to sing a song? I don't know, man. It's, there's one ice cream place where if you tip them they have to sing a song. Um, when I went to the Rainforest Cafe in, uh, probably like Anaheim or something, they had a dessert called the Volcano, and whenever one was coming out of the kitchen, everybody had to shout Volcano. Oh. So, so like, the server brings out, it's like, Volcano! And then all the other servers be like, Volcano! 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 <laughs> At least that's temporary. And, like, we've been making fun of this kind of forced enthusiasm since, I want to say, what's the fucking movie where Jennifer Aniston works as a waitress and she has to wear all those flares on her. She works at like shenanigans or someplace. I don't know what that movie is. I think it is Office Space. I'm like pretty sure. Okay. Have you never seen Office Space? No. That is uh, I mean it's honestly not that funny anymore. No? Wait, it's Okay, a lot of my coworkers really like it. Yeah, it's like you relate to things from it. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston knows Joanna. Yeah, it's gotta okay. be this one. So yeah, she has to wear like a bunch of pieces of like pins and shit on her vest and she wears the bare minimum and her manager's like, eh, you gotta wear more flair and, and then she eventually tells him to fuck off. But yeah, so we've been upset with, how did we even get on the topic of this? We were talking, I, I started talking about Texas Roadhouse. We were talking yeah. about Baby Shark. Yes. Yeah, we're a little off topic. We, we've gone on a, on a tangent, which means we're probably done talking about Leo's version of Africa. we're done talking about Leo's version of Africa. So let's talk about foreign figures in 2018. I hear the drums echo in tonight But she hears only whispers of some quiet conversation She's coming in 1230 flight The moonlit wings reflect the stars that guide me towards salvation Um, it does have the percussion info, but they do some vocal bits. Yeah, they do some mmms like their Kid Cudi on this track. Mmm, and they got some Bless the rain down in Africa Bless the rain, Bless the down, rain down in Africa Yeah, I was surprised to Bless find out this band's actually four white dudes in a truck. Yeah, these guys, they're like Mormon. They I really? think. They, I think so. <laughs> So, like, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, I was not expecting that either. No. Okay, so this, this Mormon band, Foreign Figures. I think they're Mormon. I guess that's not technically slander, so I can say yeah, it. I didn't say that. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't want anyone calling me Mormon on anything, but. So, yeah, they, like you said, it starts out with uh, the drums and these hmms, and there's an occasional mm. yo. And then, yo. that's the rings down in Africa. That's the rings down in Africa. 
And then it busts into what I can only describe as a 2018 synth. Which is very electronic. Do, 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 do. Yeah. That? So it's not brassy. Like the original one, I can understand where he says it sounds brassy. Like a lot of brass, though. Yeah. But this one is not any brass. No. No brass. Brassless. Brassless. Brassless chaps. Unbrassy. I, I don't remember the synthesizer <laughs> in this one, unfortunately. Yeah, you know why? Because it could have been from any song from the modern day. It was a 2018 synthesizer, TM. TM. And then on the verses, we switched to regular piano. An occasional ambient synth. Yeah, I said the chorus is mostly piano chords. Yeah. And yeah, so then the second verse starts just vocals, then we get drums but and back. He sings and vocals. a bit higher, though. He sings the wild dogs line up. The wild dogs in the night. Like that. Yeah. Something, something. I forget the words to the song I've been listening to all week. Dun, 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 bum, bum, bum. As they grow restless, longing for some solitary company. That's right. Um, I don't like his voice. It's fine. Is it fine? He sounds kind of whiny. It's kind of poppy. Maybe. In that, like, produced poppy way. Probably is. Because you know who sounds poppy? Michael Jackson, but he sounds great. Okay. But <laughs> he sound, this guy sounds poppy in a... In a not good way. So you just think it's it sounds more processed? Yeah, in, it sounds in an unappealing way. I think when I say poppy in this way, I mean processed. Yeah. So they just have to put it through a lot of filters or whatever. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. And uh, that o- opening segment comes back in like the final quarter of this song. But bless the rains down in Africa. Yes, they do that a bunch. Bless the rains down in Africa. They're really trying to switch it up. That is definitely a different thing. Yeah. And we did like uh, last week. We talked about Elegy, and uh, when they're, they're a rump of pom-poms, mm-hmm. uh, we liked that. Do we like this? Do we like this? I, I just don't, don't like these guys. I'm not really offended by this version. It's largely inoffensive, I thought. I mean, that's why it offends me. That it, because it's just kind of that milky toast? Yeah, it's the milky toast. That just kind of gets soggy and... It's just... I don't know. As soon as I saw who did it, too, I was like, oh, you guys think you're hip? I, <laughs> Saying bless the rains down in Africa a bunch. Like, maybe. I don't know. This song has always been about white dudes singing about Africa, Afri- I guess. <laughs> maybe this is a, the most pure distillation of this song. Of what the song really is? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe this is the most, the most, uh, the purest version. It could be. I just... I was- I should not say it that way. Yeah, I should yeah, not say pure uh, when talking Dial it back <laughs> just a little bit there, you freak. <laughs> Maybe you're right, because you know what? I like, I like that they did something, so I actually, if I'm going to highlight a segment of this, it would be the opening segment that's yeah. repeated, because it's the most interesting thing they bring to this song. Yeah, it's not offensive. That being said, I don't like this version. Overall, not great. Should we jump into Peter Bent's? Let's talk about Peter Benz. Oh, the Hungarian pianist. The piano version. Do you say um, pianist or do you say pianist? Do you I say, say piano. <laughs> I say a piano. <laughs> no, I say pianist. Um, I feel like saying pianist is cowardly. Pianist. Pianist. Because you're just like, I don't want anybody to think I'm saying penis. We get it. <laughs> say pianist. Just pre- enunciate your consonants, okay? You won't have a problem. Yeah, jeez. 
All right, so this is the Hungarian pianist who just does pretty much pop covers is what he's known for. Yeah. Of this style. Um, I liked this version. Yeah. It's cool. I was actually starts, surprised. Oh, it does open with some percussion and there's some synth and oh, all the synth and marimba thing. That's all on the piano, which yeah. makes sense because you can do kind of two that's things right. at once because you got two hands. That's right. And, cause he does the, and it sounds, yeah, really good. That yeah. marimba part it's, on it's the a good, keys. It's a good arrangement, I think. Yeah. The other thing about it is I wasn't sure at times if, you, if there were like two piano tracks or he was just playing really well. Because mm. sometimes you can do that. Right. And like I've definitely gotten, as someone who plays the piano, sheet music. That is probably too advanced for me. And right. it's like, look, you've got like three things going on. I'm like, but I've only got two hands. What am I to do? So it's, uh, it sounds good. It sounds good. It does sound cool. Yeah, I and, honestly, uh, usually when it's we all get a instrumental. Like Did this, we say that? Yeah, it is completely instrumental. Yeah. And usually when we get a version like this, I'm kind of left unenthused. Yeah, but this one was actually pretty dynamic and sounded cool. Mm hmm. Like starting and, off, uh, even the percussion itself maintains the spirit of the original percussion while being unique. And then you go on to with the piano covering the synth and marimba bits. Yeah. And it sounds fucking good. The, the verse good. is probably the weakest part of this one for me. But it's. But the thing about that is he, like, in the middle, like, after he does the first verse. Yeah. And then the chorus just, like, Goes into something completely different. Yeah, and, like he doesn't a... he doesn't do a second verse. I don't think. Yeah, and then he just like plays this other piano part. Yeah, it that's sounds like, like totally different. Like, and that sounds like he's using a technique that I've heard before in those kind of breaks. I don't know what I would call it. Oh, okay. I don't even know how to point it out. Interesting. Just like that type of solo or whatever seems very like indicative of somebody who is classically trained. I would say it sounds classical to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't know. I didn't hear that, but uh, definitely I believe that. I think, um, yeah, I don't know a ton about what makes classical music classical music, except maybe like modulation, but I don't yeah. really understand that that well. Fair enough. Um, yeah, this is a good energy, fun, like it wasn't too long. And, there and was then like they, a- they do some like drums coming in and like the music starts to build and then it just like cuts down yeah does that like total There's a drop. Full break yeah yeah and then they and then the music and then they do like a rewind effect and oh, then is like that what that is it sounds like a rewind yeah. effect to me i don't I, know what I actually made the a sound. string was it oh, a question mark maybe it was to me it sounded like a, ta- a tape rewind okay um sound and of course it could be digitally created it could have been made on an instrument i don't yeah. know and um, and then they come back and yeah, this one was cool. I liked it. And one more thing I want to point out. Yeah, he does the on his like because at the very end when they say I bless the rains down in Africa twice in a row, then it comes in with I bless the rains comes in and he mm-hmm. does that. He oh, plays that shit. on the piano. I was like, damn, that's very <laughs> I was waiting cool. for that. <laughs> so he does play that part. Well, hell yeah, my man. Um, yeah, this is pretty cool. Okay, that covers pretty cool instrumental cover. Those two, yeah. Let's jump into Weezer's version. I hear the drums echo into night, but she hears only whispers of some quiet conversation. Weezer's version, which also has a music video. Should we talk about the music video first? Uh, I didn't watch the music video. Okay, the music video is Weezer playing Africa in a blue screen room. But Weird Al is playing the role of Rivers Cuomo. Cool. You know what? I opened the music video and I was like, oh, cool. Weird Al's in it. I forgot to watch it. Yeah, it's not like it's uh, he's basically he's dressed up like Rivers Cuomo. He plays an accordion during the solo bit, which I think is not an accordion. But hey, the, the whole purpose of this music video is just like 
Weird Al wilds out a lot, does some crazy dancing, and then near There's the weird end, Weird Al things. Everybody starts wilding out. The the keyboardist like starts mashing on the keyboards, then like falls over and brings the keyboard down with him. Are you and, still like, playing? <laughs> yeah, still playing. <laughs> <laughs> like clearly not synced up, but it looks fun. Okay. And the drummer just starts leaving the drum kit, but still like hitting drums. <laughs> Like just swinging the drumsticks or yeah. actually hitting drums? No, just swinging drumsticks in the, in the air. Okay. And that's that's basically the music video. I think this the whole thing is a bit silly. Because yeah. like the reason they covered it was because someone like made a Twitter account and yes, kept tweeting at them. 14-year-old Mary from Cleveland. Just telling them to cover this song. Well, because yeah, she said that she joked for some reason that Weezer was inspired by Africa for their new album. <laughs> and then was like, can I get them to play Africa? And so she made the Twitter account at Weezer Africa. And the answer is yes, she could. Yes, she could. So way to go. That's, that's uh, no she, small She piece. says, everyone just agrees this would be fun, referring to them covering it. So again, this is another very straight cover. Perhaps mm. the straightest of covers. Yeah, it's really straight. And so is their cover of Rosanna. It's pretty yeah. Straight. It's just uh, like you get Rivers Cuomo singing. He sings just fine. It's, but he's, again, imitating the style of Toto, but successfully. Right. Um, I also think um, the be the intro, like mm-hmm. what they play on the drums, I think sounds really cool. It's got a really like very like bass sound. Yeah, and that the drums sounded cool. And it is just on your standard like drum kit. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't have that. They're not trying to do the like bongo thing or not yeah. bongos, but uh, marimba, like, marimba, the bass marimba. Okay, I was thinking like a jambe type drum. Nope. But I don't know if they're trying to sound like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. No, I think those might be higher. Anyway, uh, forget I said it. Uh, so yeah, the, the drum beat starts out with its own thing, and it kind of switches to your yeah. more traditional rock rhythm. Mm-hmm. We get guitars on the chorus in this one. Guitars are not very present in the original. No, it's a lot of synthesizer. Yeah. And there is a bass line in it. It's very simple. I learned it today. Cool. Cool. See if I wrote anything about the bass. Mm-hmm. I, I remember listening, I remember thinking like, I should listen for the bass. I never listened for the bass, and then I don't think I it's, No, it's really not a big part of any of these versions no um yeah he's a good singer uh it's a full minute shorter than the original it is and i wasn't is is the solo cut down because a lot of the other versions i forgot to mention this Mm -hmm. but like the ninja sex party version like they do the solo like it's the same and they these guys like weezer does that i think for some of it but i don't know if they have the whole thing yeah i don't think they do and their outro might be shorter i forget specifically why it's shorter but it is it is and but like they do a good job of it you know they've been around for a long time they know how to play music exactly like they're an established group yeah it's fun it's the i think this one more the context of its existence is more exciting right because it's the song itself it's funny just because like somebody got them actually got them to do it and they're just kind of playing along and i believe toto covered a weezer song because yeah they played Hashpipe. that's right oh yeah that's right yeah that's they actually do a really good version of that i listened to it yesterday i didn't actually get a chance to listen to it Although I don't know the original Hashpipe. Um, you probably heard it. Probably. It no, probably. Time. I don't uh, know Weezer that well. That's fair. I know some Weezer, but just a little bit. Um, we're going to jump into the, the RAC remix of this R-A-C. one. If you got known. That one's staying for Remix right. Artists Collective. I hear the drums are going tonight But she hears only whispers of some quiet conversation Oh, really? Yeah. This one actually was, does was tough to find. Because really? it's, it's a guy and also a collective. Oh, okay. So he, yeah. like, works, he just, like, one dude who works with a bunch of other people? Yeah, I think that would be the context. 
Okay. Um, cool. dun, 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 dun. So this one's got your dance beat. With this the... cuts the drums out at the beginning, though. Yeah. And there's but and then there's like synthesizers mm-hmm. at the start that are doing the Africa like riff. Yes. And we get a sort of electronic clap sound when we get our drum beat in there, which is very dance mm-hmm. indicative, indicative of a dance beat. In, um, a, in a remix? Yeah. Oh. So this brings back the synth in a big way, like he said. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. an acoustic guitar on the verses. Yeah, Rivers comes in. I like calling him Rivers by his first name, because uh-huh. there was an episode of, of um, Parks and Rec, where I'm pretty sure Rivers Cuomo, how do you say his name? Yeah, I think so. Directed that episode. Cuomo, feel Cuomo, the And he was just like the drummer in Mouse Rat, and like he quits. And then Chris Pratt's like, Rivers, Rivers! And he just like leaves. So I like to call him by his first name because of that line. Oh yeah. Anyway. What do you think, does he go by his, do you think people call him by his full name or do they just call him Rivers? No, it's just usually I refer to famous people by their by full, their full name. What if they just call him Riv? Riv. Hey, Riv. Riv. Uh, 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 uh. We get you're again. Gonna sing, you're going to sing this chorus with an acoustic <laughs> guitar in the background. That's what's happening. So there's an acoustic guitar in the background of the verses, like yeah. you said. And then the, the main riff comes in. On they that one too, they follow it. Synth interlude after the second chorus. Yeah, there's like a whole synth bit going on. And oh then, yeah, uh, we get some African sounding drums on the break between verse and chorus. Okay. So because you know in the original, what sort of boom, 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 boom. The drums. Yeah. So you think it, it's it's that drum sound? Yeah, it's okay. it's similar. It's an African sounding one. That's right. the most African drum part of <laughs> this. <laughs> And again, we got like steel drums and shit in here. There's drop pop vibes for sure. There's nothing that a hundred men So this and this version is also a bit shorter. Mm-hmm. Like there's a whole bit at the end where they just say "I bless the rains down in Africa." A lot. Yeah, most of that is gone. Yeah. Um, the problem I think with this version hitting the chorus is it doesn't rise up as high not in terms enough of intensity in the chorus. It, it falls kind of flat. Okay. There's, okay, why do you think it falls flat? I just don't think there's much difference in the instrumentation to provide a sort of surge of energy. Okay, because the the verses pretty much just have um, the acoustic guitar. Yeah, and then but you just get like some synth on the. There's add some synth, there's, there's and I think no... the percussion continues in the verses. Yeah, I think, but there's there's just not like because in the original it's so clear you get boom doom 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 doom. It's gonna take a lot, and like everything yeah. comes in. It's like it's one, a big transition. And yeah, just boom. Whereas this is just like, and now it's the chorus. It's like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. It's like, and it's not enough. Not enough. Okay. And in terms of making a dance remix, I think the original's about on par for being able to dance to, if not greater, because of that big pickup in the chorus. So even though it's a dance remix, it's not as good for dancing? Yeah, would be Mario. But, but again, they're dance better? remixing the Weezer version. Yeah, I was so. going to say, do you think it's better for dancing than the Weezer version? Yeah, probably, because I don't think the Weezer one has that same... Same rhythm? Rhythm. Has that whatever thing makes Africa Africa, Weezer is still missing that, despite the fact that it sounds almost exactly the same. Right. I don't know how to explain that. Definitely sounds like Weezer playing Africa. Mm-hmm. Um... And yeah, again, the synth, there's a synth solo in here, mm-hmm. and it's very electronic. It's not a brassy synth. I should have written this down. Did they also try to sound like the original solo? I feel like no. No, they did not. Because this is more, I mean, this is like a remix, obviously, so. Mm-hmm. 
Usually those are done by people who know how to play synthesizers. Yep. So they probably would do their own solo. So that's like this again, again, like not a bad version, but I think I would say the Weezer version is better than the remix. It's almost like they moved back to the original in some way. Like some of the things that were different about the Weezer version yeah. got reverted and then done in like a more modern way. Maybe. Exactly. Maybe that's my problem is just too much of a modern pop song. Too many modern pop uh, tropes in you it. You can't see this, but I'm nodding. Alex is nodding, which means I'm correct. Yeah. Thanks for showing up. Uh, let's jump into the, the latest version made for the new Aquaman film. Which came out this past Friday, I believe. No, actually. It's a recent release. Or maybe it's coming out soon. Probably recently. Yes. Yeah. It's a new movie. Yeah. Aquaman. Aquaman. Jason Momoa plays Aquaman. And Pitbull plays the guy who does an Africa song. They tried to get rid of me. But from ocean to ocean, they gonna have to deal with me. This one's called Ocean to Ocean, though. Yeah. And it's actually is, this two, is a two and a half minutes. Shorter. This one's very short. Um, this is a sample. So are people actually mad about this, or was it just some bullshit article I read? I think it's just some bullshit article. Yeah, because it was like, it was just, it was, I think all the article was, was them like going through the comment section of the video and being like, oh, these people hated him. Like, of course, of course. it's a song with a sample. People are going to hate it. Because a lot of people just hate that outright. I know because I used to. I quit because it was stupid. It was pretty stupid. So let's jump right into the lyrics on this. Because obviously, besides the chorus, it is Pitbull rapping. Now, if, if you had told me at any point before today that Pitbull was a rapper, I, I would have probably believed you. But I've been like, oh, I didn't know that. Because I didn't know that. I thought he was a singer. I did know that. Is he hard? Is he a, a tough dude? I don't know. He's Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, he is Mr. Worldwide. I know that for hella sure. Because he opens this up with, they tried to get rid of me, but from ocean to ocean, they gonna have to deal with me. They gonna have me. to deal with me. Here's the thing. I mean, a lot of rapping has that kind of like... Posturing? Posturing. That's the word I'm looking for. So like, it might just be that. I don't know if anyone's actually trying to get rid of Pitbull. Pitbull. Well, <laughs> now that I say it out loud, I feel like there are a lot of Pitbull detractors out there. Sure. Um, so he starts, he's a, he's a fine sounding rapper. I'm not maybe the most qualified to talk about I know, like, I, I don't really have enough. anything specifically against Pitbull. I don't think he sound. there's nothing that makes me listen to this and I'm like, ah, oh, Pitbull, I gotta get more Pitbull in my or, ears. Or even less Pitbull? Pitbull. Like, really? Yeah, it's just um, like, ah, some Pitbull. What my brother likes to point out, shout out to my brother, and I don't remember the name of the song. I thought you were gonna say you don't remember the name of your brother. But I don't remember his name. Uh, I think it starts with an R. Anyway, um... Is like there's a there's a song where Pitbull does is he on it? No, he did something. I don't even remember the details. Basically, he in the Spanish version of the song, he like does the one English part, even though he's Mr. Worldwide. Oh, man. so we like to point that out because it's funny. That is funny, but it doesn't really mean anything beyond that. Put, it's just kind of funny. Blast Pitbull, but maybe I mean English worldwide. That's a language too. So he references a lot of big names in this. So he says, he "I've overlooked, slept on, stepped on, left for dead." Always against all odds, like Pac said, referencing Tupac. Uh, yes, Against All Odds is a Tupac track from the album. No, I'm reading this. I don't actually know Tupac. Oh, yeah? You're reading that. <laughs> I couldn't tell from your fucking you voice. Couldn't, you couldn't tell? And then he calls himself the living Great Gatsby. Because as we all know, spoilers, Great Gatsby dies. dies. I don't know if it's a good thing to be the living Great Gatsby. Um, well, uh, Pitbull would probably approve of Jay Gatsby's... Oh, yeah? You write that fucking <laughs> yourself, Alex? <laughs> 
Luxu- uh, what is it? Um, uh, lavish Opulent? parties. Lavish parties. Well, yeah, that's what Gatsby, because Gatsby <laughs> is he's known to pursue the American dream, the green light. He's delusional. And it's echoing to be the living turns of phrase like living legend, but also because at the end of the book, Jay Gatsby is shot and killed by someone who suspects him of sleeping with their wife as a result of mistaken identity. Welcome to reading genius annotations. Since we're doing that, why don't we jump to the chorus and read my favorite? Uh, Pitbull is reiterating his dedication to music. While Toto shows his love for the continent of Africa in this original song. Uh, my favorite artist, Toto. My Toto. favorite singer, Toto. My favorite singer, the dog from Wizard of Oz. Uh. Um, so he says, yeah, I'm the living great Gatsby, but these boys are watching quick and disappear like Banksy. The artist. Doesn't, does Banksy ever appear, though? Well, that's he disappears before you see him. Okay, fair enough. I'll take it. Promotion ocean, C to C. I'm something that you gotta see. Because you rhyme C with C. That's right. Um, there was something he said about like the C. I don't understand it. The C. I was re- there was a, a quote where he said something like, "The sea is imp- like the ocean's important to me because he's from Colombia. He's from uh, one of those junk islands from Waterworld. Colombia from Waterworld. Waterworld." The, movie. the hit the Kevin Costner film Waterworld. The the the, the, the film Waterworld. Waterworld. No, I don't think Columbia is in. So he's does he know Shakira? <laughs> I I suspect Pitbull has met Shakira. Cool. Um, I don't know what else to say about that. I think Columbia. Was it Columbia? No, I see. I thought he was born in Miami. Is that a song of his? No, I. I don't remember. He's why. an American rapper. Yeah. His name's Armando. He's also known as Mr. 305 and Mr. Worldwide. 305. That's got to be a street. He references that in this one, too. Oh, does he? Yeah. Let's see that lyric. Uh, 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 305 uh, till uh, I die. Yeah, that is almost certainly where he's from. So it's got to be I'm, I'm, or like an area code. Also stands for the area oh, code be. of Miami. There you go. Mm, so he's into Miami. Yeah, all right. He's from, he's from, sure. Miami, he's from Miami. Born in Miami. He's from Miami. He's a Miami man. I don't know. He said something about Colombia, or maybe the art. Maybe it's just, it was probably that shitty article I was reading about people being outraged, but not really. Right. And they just made it. I don't know. I don't <laughs> he know. just made shit up. So he says he practiced. Well, I practice what I preach, but I ain't going lie. I still got love for these streets. Three hundred five till I die. Still got love for these beats. That's why I spit this fire. You can catch me on a beat, especially on an island. Took over my city. Now it's time for the world. I live a day rapping. There is a difference, girl. Getting paid more than athletes. Man, life is sweet. GM on the status, Papo, watch me, woo. Woo. Um, so why is he spitting fire? The ocean's just gonna put it out. He should spit water instead. And why is this GM on the status? What does that mean in this context? GM is Game Master. Well, I imagine he's playing a tabletop <laughs> He's playing RPG. some Dungeons and Dragons. Not Dungeons and Dragons, though, because that would be a DM. That's still call it a GM. Could, but they're specifically DMs in Dungeons Fair enough. Fair enough. So yeah, he's playing some some role playing games. So yeah, the lyrics here are fucking meaningless. And, uh, for the most yeah, part. they might be, but li- like I like it might just be posturing, like I was saying. Yeah, like he name drops uh, Nas in the Nas Nas. Feels so white right now. <laughs> uh, in the third verse, he says Nas say sleep is the cousin of death, so I don't sleep. And then he references a Jay Z song where he says they wouldn't bust a grape at a food fight. It's just like I don't know where he stands in the hierarchy, so I don't know if he is just. Pulling out popular names and being like, it is me, Pitbull. Welcome to this popular song. Have I you know heard of Tupac and the Great Gatsby. 
or if he's actually like a part of that scene and so just openly talks about dudes he knows i don't know man i don't know what pitbull's deal is he features a lot he, yeah he features pitbull so anyway yeah like i said the lyrics <laughs> they mean nothing to me his rapping is fine it sounds good it sounds like the kind of movie kind of song you'd put in a movie about aquaman that's exactly what it sounds like uh it's a higher tempo than africa it moves at a quicker pace a little faster yeah and again very short definitely 2018 synth on this mm-hmm. it, fe- it features a woman named ria she is a lady who sings that's what i have written down she sings the chorus yeah she sings he rap she sang he he rap um we got some steel drums and i, I was just drained at this point this this song happened yeah, there was the last one. And All right, we ready to, to jump into a wrap-up here? Yeah. So, again, we're going to do best version of the song, worst version, and for this one, the most different from the original. Okay. Which is not necessarily best or worst. Right, just, just the largest difference. What's the largest difference? Because there's a lot of similarities in these. Um, do you have some uh, worst in mind, or do you want me to jump in? I do have a worst in mind. Hit me with the it. one I liked the least was Leo. Leo metal covers. I don't know why exactly. Did it try too hard? I don't know. Maybe I just don't like metal that much. That could be it. But or or maybe it's the growly metal. I don't know. Like I said, metal or when I I said it a long time ago. I have said before. Don't know metal subgenres. So whatever growly metal is. I feel like growly happens in a lot of subgenres. It does. I feel like we always have to tiptoe around metal subgenres because we're like, "Mm, they're probably called something. Metalheads are like really heavy about subgenres. Yeah. And I don't know. They're just kind of like, yeah. So, um, yeah, didn't, didn't like it that much. That's fair. I didn't like foreign figures. Foreign figures? I thought that was largely inoffensive. And that's, again, I (laughs) think why I was offended by it. In the year of our Lord 2018, you should be trying to do something. You should. I mean, especially seeing all these other covers of Africa. Yeah. It could probably, it would be easy to accuse someone of covering it to get on the heels of a trend, which mm. it was definitely trending this past year. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Foreign figures. What are you trying to do? Nothing what, are you, good. what are you trying to do? Make money? What are you trying to do? Bless the hey, rains down John. in Africa. Bless the rains down in Africa. Is that what you're trying to do? Probably would want to do it too, because they're allegedly Mormon. I did allege that. <laughs> it's been alleged. There are I did allege that. Um, let's talk best version, Alex. For me, it's Ninja Sex Part. No, it's the original. The original? Uh, yeah, I always want to cut the original out. I'm like, yeah, of course the original. Right. The best so yeah, let's talk Africa. best cover. I, Peter Bentz. Peter Bentz? Yeah. Piano. That's a solid Piano cover. Version. Really like that. Uh, really like that cover. Now I gotta look at this to see if I also agree with that. I liked. I did like Peter Bentz because it, like it, it was like. Some of the other musical covers we do are pretty straight and like mm-hmm. they'll do the whole thing. Whereas this was like, I could play the same thing twice or I could cut that out entirely, put something else in there and just and then just play the ending. And like it sounded good, too. It all worked, but it was just different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to agree with you on this one, because if I was 14, I would have given it to Quiet Drive. But I'm not 14. So. I preferred the quiet. I actually like the quiet drive version. I preferred it to the in terms of like the harder rock versions. Yeah, preferred it to the uh, Leo one. No, I like. I honestly did like the quiet drive one. But I think in terms of ones, I would actually be like, hey, listen to this, or like, yeah. listen to it again myself. It's probably Peter Bentz. Yeah, so good, that's the best cover. Good, good version. We kind we kind of have two different. We have the best overall, and then right. the best cover. Yeah, sometimes the cover does surpass the original. 
it's true but like i don't uh, like we were saying like there's there's not that much difference mm-hmm. so, yeah, like, certainly not on this one is that yeah. going to happen yeah they didn't they just didn't change that much in the cover versions and that so let's get into our it. last one the most different the most different well obviously the peter benz version has that other section in the middle mm-hmm. uh so it definitely has that going for it yeah i wrote something down let me see if i can find it okay so my competitors for this one i'll jump in yeah are, you, you, uh, you do that pitbull because it's the shortest one and it has a lot of different lyrics we've got uh backhaul for similar reasons and that there's uh, entirely different lyrical sections that's true i well the sample ones is like we, I guess Half we can count cheating, those too. They, yeah, those would be those. the most different because they're a different song that just use the chorus. Yeah, but uh, yeah, if we're sticking with ones that aren't just samples, it's probably Quiet Drive. They do actual lyrical changes, whether intentionally or not. Sure, they do. They do switch up that uh, that sort of rhythm and the, and yeah. the lyric. Yeah, and, and that is, like I said, ear catching. And while they do do the main riff, it sounds completely different the way they play it on the guitar. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, that's very different. I actually wrote down here the most different non-sample is the piano version. I forgot fair. about that. So, um, I guess that's my most different as well. There because it has a completely different section in the middle. True. But by that same token, so does Leo's version. I guess so. And uh, yeah, there's so many ways, like, and then there's like, Ocean to Ocean is just a different song. Like, yeah. But people called it a cover of Africa. Which is, I think, dishonest. It's so interesting. Let's see, we're kind of, this is where we ask ourselves it. where samples fall in with covers. Yeah. It gets, uh... Yep. Yep. We yep. could have this debate. <laughs> I would argue that in these ones where the chorus is the sample. Right. That's basically a cover. Because that's a heavy reliance on... It is a heavy reliance on an existing... I don't know. I don't know what I think yet. Because... The big thing to me about samples is sort of a reinterpretation of an existing thing, putting it in a different context mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and treating it in a different way or, or something like that. And, uh, and I don't know. And that's very similar to what you do in a cover. Yeah. So, but they are like a lot of it is different, but does, but sometimes cover songs are very different. Cause like it, the one I like to bring up a lot is uh, blinded by the light. Mm-hmm. Like the the Manfred Mann version of Blinded by the Light is very different from the original version, but it's still the same song. It's still yeah. a cover. So, ah, man. Yeah. So that's uh, my non-answer. That's your non-answer. All right. Uh, well, if you guys have an opinion on where samples it. fall on, on the cover list, holler at Jake the Cressy uh, on Twitter. Hashtag sample this cover. Boy. Boy. Sample this cover, boy. Yep. <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying out here. Um, so that, that wraps up our main segment. Uh, if you, again, if your opinions differ from us, holler at me. Hashtag cover me pod. Hashtag hurry boy. She's waiting there, waiting for, there you. for you. Um, we're going to jump into our bonus segment, which um, given the typo on I wrote here is called drums. Whoa, they do. Whoa, they do. <laughs> and the actual name is... Well, that would be drums, how they do. How they do. So we're going to talk about... Especially we've talked about drums a lot on this episode and right. in general. Lots of drums. Lots of drums. So I just want to identify the basic pieces of a drum kit and their sort of role. So sure. We okay. can expand our vocabulary and yeah. greater understand. 
So your standard right hand drum kit, which I didn't know there were left hand drum kits. Until. Yeah, I remember hearing a thing about how Ringo Starr is left handed but played on a right handed drum kit. Okay, that's why he sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We gave you, I gave you best drums last week. <laughs> um, so the, your basic kit includes snare drum, bass drum, hi hat, toms, and cymbals. So some of these have subcategories. So I'm going to start with the snare drum. Which is basically the backbone of Western drumming. Yeah, that's really that really holds up a lot of the rock beats. Yeah, so it's known for its sharp staccato sound, and it's it's known to be versatile and expressive because you can do a lot of different kinds of sounds on it and use different sticks. You can use sticks. You can use the brushes. Right, and I know like I've seen them where they kind of have a, uh, what's it, like a chord thing on the bottom, like a metallic thing on the bottom. Yeah, that and there's is like the... a switch, and you can like tighten it or loosen it yeah that's in fact a defining feature those are i believe the snares oh really the metals on the bottom oh so that's what differentiates it from a tom that's that the makes primary sense. difference that yeah makes sense. um usually used in a backbeat style to create rhythm and they got tense wires on the lower end that vibrate and you can again loosen or tighten those to change the overall sound right um with that let's jump into Probably the the most important side piece to that, or most commonly used together, the hi hat. The hi hat, which the, is that's the four usually on the rock beat. Yeah, or not the four, the one, two, three, four. Yeah. So this is uh, it's two symbols attached to each other essentially, mm-hmm. and uh, they have so you can close them together for a t- sound. Got a little pedal. Yeah, you got a pedal to close them and open them. Um, you can close them together for a sound. Just simply having them closed together makes a noise that's often used. You can strike them with the stick while it's open, while it's closed, or open and then closed to dampen the sound. That's always fun. Those are your, your three different techniques. And again, this one's very dynamic in its usage because you have that open and close. Yeah, there's lots of options. Yeah. So that and the snare are kind of, again, they're paired up on the drum kit. And in terms of their dynamic usage. You could do a lot with just those and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Then we come into the bass drum, which is it's the bass drum, also known as the kick drum on a on your standard pop set of drums, because bass drums are also in you know like orchestras and shit. Some people play them with kick. Yeah, but they don't kick them. So this is your kick <laughs> pedal. It's called a kick drum. It makes low noises. It's the kick oh. drum. That's everybody knows that. Um, with that, we jump into... Now everybody knows that because we're telling That's them. right. Education. We're, we're jumping into tom drums or tom-tom drums. Tom-tom. version is. Uh, there's no snares on them, unlike on a snare. So that's the metal. Um, you have your mounted slash hanging slash rack toms, which are the ones that hang on the rack generally above the right. bass drum. I've heard them called, I think, just high and low. High and low? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, because then there's the floor tom. Yeah, which is the lowest the big one. one. It's double skin, so I mean, I believe that means skin on the top and bottom of it. Definitely. Or is it twice I, skin I, I, I don't top? know. I don't know. I don't know. But, so that one, the floor tom makes deep, resonant noises. It's more resonant than the bass drum, but not as deep. It's the deepest non-bass drum, though. That's its role in the drum kit. Um, it is, yeah, it's the lowest tune. It's double skinned. And then the other kind of toms you got are generally double-headed or single-headed. Single-headed went out of style in the 70s, apparently. Single-headed. So that would just be the head on top as opposed to the head on top and bottom. Oh. And they 
are still used by Phil Collins. Of course. That's their role. And so they're, uh, again, they're, they will still have resonance, but not to the same degree. Does that Phil Collins still play drums? Or Tom? I don't know. I thought he had some arthritis issues. Mm. It seems like that happens to a lot of them. Didn't that happen to Neil Peart, too? Yeah, Neil Peart has retired. Rest in peace. <laughs> so yeah, I, I wasn't able to find really what the regular... Oh, hang on. Floor Tom's produced booming. Yeah, I know that. But I couldn't find a, an exact definition of what your regular hanging toms do. I'm not sure. But I, I imagine it's pretty similar to a floor tom, just higher in value. Because you can get roto toms. Roto tom. Which can be tuned. Uh, so you can actually tune them to all different drums pitches. Be tuned? Uh, to a degree. Like kind of. Roto toms are the most tunable, I guess. Okay. So they actually have like a twisting thing on the bottom, I believe. I believe it. I believe it too, and that's why it's roto. It rotates. Roto tom. That's fun. And so then we come into symbols, of which there are essentially three categories, one with a bunch of subcategories. Well, we kind of already mentioned the hi hat. Hi hat, yeah. And then there's the ride symbol, which is used for ride patterns. So it's used for repeated hitting. Mm-hmm. Similar. It's essentially you can do anything a hi hat can do, except open and close. It rings a little more, I think. Yeah, it's a little more resonant. Um, then we have the cr- crash, which is used for accentation. It makes loud, sharp crash sounds. Crash. And it's the sound of it's actually changed by like how clean it is. So you if you have a, a wipe very, down. Yeah, if you have a very clean, like non-oxid, non-rusted one, it's a much crisper sound. And, yeah, I'm not surprised. And your oxidized or raw crash is duller. Yeah, the, uh, I mean, they're pretty, sound can be changed by such subtle things. Yeah. And uh, those symbols are pretty specific. It's just interesting that you could do something, you could change sound by just... Like, by not doing anything? Yeah. And with that, we go to the sort of smaller version of your accent symbols, the splash symbols. Are those just those little guys? Yeah, so there's a lot of versions of these. Okay. They're called accent symbols or effect symbols. So the traditional splash symbol is medium in weight and has little to no taper, so there's not a lot of resonance. And then the, you get the rock splash, which is heavy, but often with a slight taper. Um, China splash, salsa splash, thin splash, bell symbols, and specialized stack symbols. I didn't go into detail on what all of these are, but those are all just... There's a lot of, of different kinds of symbols. Accents. And then there's cowbells. And there's cow- yeah, and then you go to all these other cowbells, tambourines, all this other shit you can yeah. pack on. But that's your basics. Cool. That's basically drums. And that's drums. Now we're all experts on drums. Thanks for tuning in to drums. Whoa, they do. Well, they do. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the end of this episode. Follow me on Twitter. Follow Alex also on Twitter at some Alex Wise guy. That's my name. That's your name now. We're going to lock that one down. You're going to change it next week. Uh, I probably shouldn't. And uh, follow us, subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes. Send us questions. We'll send you answers in the form of another podcast episode. Hopefully. Hopefully. Whoa. I mean, we're going to do more episodes. I mean, yeah, we're doing more episodes, but we may or may not answer your questions if you have them. What else do I have to Is that my whole wrap up We may or bit? may not ask questions if they have them. I know. Ask Who them. are they? Who are they? Who are you? Hey, everybody. Um, until next time, as we always say on the podcast, cover me. Down in Africa.